Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. And I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, September 24th, 2019, episode 15.08, the week four show. That's right. It is officially time to number someone. You know who he is. And from now on, on this show, Antonio Brown will be he who must not be named. We are done with him. We won't be talking about him. And apparently, he's done with the NFL. So that's that. Moving on, the Giants finally get a win, but they lose their star running back in the process. There are seven undefeated teams, eight if you count the 2-0-1 Lions. I don't count them, but Neither do I. some people do. Which ones are for real and which ones won't be there in the end? We'll talk about that. Troy Aikman has something to say on Twitter about Patrick Mahomes and a comparison made about him. And finally, after a dismal 0-3 start, the NFL is going to investigate the Dolphins for tanking? Really? Plus, we'll discuss all our Week 4 NFL picks. And after hitting big with the Packers minus 7.5 over Denver last week, I will give you not one, but two winners with my locks of the week. Let's get you ready for Week 4. Time to chomp it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. All right, good people of the world, wherever in this world you might be and however it is you are listening to us, thank you for joining us on NFL Rants and Raves. Steve, before we get to all of the stuff we're talking about today, because it's a lot, we're probably going to go over an hour. I'm just warning you now. Yeah. Yep. I got a Shaq story to tell you. All right. Shaq Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. So he was at a uh, on one of our many numerous television shows at NBC Universal, and I was hosting a kind of like kickoff to the NFL season social for our you know our tech we call it a Texan Rex group, and I was hosting a how far can you throw a football furthest person furthest male and furthest female who had the lo- would would win a prize, and I was prepping and getting everything ready, and now out of the side corner I just see this humongous mass of a being <laughs> walk out of a door, right? It's the Access and, Hollywood door. And there are like two or three people in the world that could be, right? <laughs> exactly. So I turn around, and of course, it's Shaq. And you know me. I'm not shy. So I throw my hands up in the air in victory formation, and I yell, can you dig it? <laughs> and everyone looked at me like, oh, my God, did you really just do that in front of Shaq? Dude stops what he's doing. Comes over here, shakes my head, <laughs> and he's like this. He's like, yeah, that's a pretty good saying. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then he shakes my hand, and his hand is like three sizes the size of mine, right? Yes, he makes you feel like a very small man. I'm a big guy. Yes. But, man, he makes me feel like yeah, I he, am. Neither of us are small, but, <laughs> he but he's one that does. Like I was tiny, but it was so cool of Shaq to come over because I yelled, can you dig it? And he's like, that's a pretty good line, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's well, a well done, well done. fun story I had, to, I had to say there about Shaq and, and meeting him uh, at, at the studios. Pretty cool. All right. The New York Giants, they get a football win. Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback, comes in. We decided, you know, they're going to play him instead of Eli. They're losing miserably to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. He somehow manages to strike a great comeback. And, look, 
I think the bad part of this is that Saquon Barkley goes down. Yes. Uh, their stud running back. He's going to miss, I don't know, what, four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. He's going out today to get a second opinion. Could be less, but right now they're saying four to six weeks. The deal is that Gay missed a really chip shot field goal. The, the, the narrative would have been completely different around the Giants losing and falling to 0-3 if Gay does his job as kicker, which, by the way, that's going to be my rant. I'm just going to tell you right now. Of, of course. Anything. I, I, I wanted to give a rave, but I think it's kicker time. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there will be a rant later on on kickers. So I'm not going to go too in deep right now. Good. Okay. I'm just saying that the narrative would have been, hey, Daniel Jones played a great game, but the Giants are still 0-3 and they lost, right? And everyone's focusing on that. If I'm a Giant fan today, which thankfully I'm not, I'm concerned about Saquon Barkley being gone for four to six weeks. That's going to be your primary concern until until he comes back. Right. You, you've got signs of hope. You have hope that not all is lost because Maybe sad face Eli is is <laughs> is uh, making his sad faces from the bench. Although Emma, who she and I, we love seeing sad Eli face, she, she was bummed, first of all, because she's like, Dad, why is Eli not playing? Did he get hurt? <laughs> I'm like, no, they benched him, sweetie. What? We're not going to get to see sad Eli face anymore? I'm like, nope. Halfway through the game, uh, rookie makes a mistake, and he gives us his sad face. And she's like, Dad, what's his name? And I said, Daniel Jones. Is it going to be sad Daniel face time? <laughs> but he did. Look, he played great, and I'm not taking anything away from his play. Scored two touchdowns with his legs. Threw for another couple scores. But there would have been a, a whole lot different narrative if the kicker does his job. But congratulations to the New York Giants. You are no longer winless. Congratulations <laughs> to the Giants. <laughs> All right. You don't suck. Speaking of no longer witness, let's talk about teams who have yet to lose. The undefeated teams in the NFL as they stand today, the AFC is the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Patriots. Lo and behold, the Bills and Patriots play this week, so one of those is going away. Well, in, um, unless you play the Lions unless, right here. Yeah. <laughs> unless, they're, unless they tie. Ugh. Then you've got in the NFC the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Rams, and the 49ers. Four 3-0 and teams. And if you want to add the two 0-1 Lions, technically they're undefeated. But the way I see a tie, it's half a win and half a loss. So they've lost. I, I would say that they uh, they have these are the teams that have not lost a game yet. Yes, which would be the other seven. Right. The, the Lions have lost to me. Their tie signifies half a loss. All right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> sure. Sure, all right. So, okay. I mean, so, do we have to talk uh, about it? So, undefeated, to me, seems like the 3-0 teams. Right, right. right. You, you have not yet been defeated. Correct. Lions haven't lost a game. But they've been defeated. But they have not won. They had that game in control. They have not won three games. That's true. So, that, that's okay. where so let's some, just some talk about the 3-0 team. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter. They play the Chiefs this week. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. We yeah. don't have to put them in this category anymore. So right. that takes off one game for okay, later. We don't even go. need to talk about it. So there's one team that we won't have to talk about, and, and then the Bills and the Patriots, one of those teams, barring a tie, of course, one of those teams we won't talk about. Um, let's quickly look at the NFC where you've got two teams in one division, the Rams and the 49ers. Which one of those teams is legit, 
and which one of those teams quite possibly may not be there at the end of the season? Well, I think of the two, the Rams are going to be the more legit team. Now, they've fallen off a bit from last year. Their offensive production isn't what it was. Sure. We haven't yet seen... We're not scoring 32 points per game. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still 3-0. and They're still, for the most part, winning where they need... I mean, they're winning all their games, but they're, they're not dominating the same way they did last year. Right. But they're getting it done. They're getting done what they need to get done to win the games. Can they turn it up a little, another notch, when they play you know, somebody like Kansas City or New England? We'll see. But I think... While the 49ers have shown some promise, definitely having Garoppolo back, they're performing well. I just don't think they're in the same league as the Rams. I think, I think 13, I 14 weeks from now, the, the 49ers will be in the mix, maybe for a wild card, but I, I don't think they're, they're taking the West. Yeah, they're not going to win the division. No, I agree with you. I Look, they struggled with a Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers squad, okay? And they made Mason Rudolph look decent. You know, he didn't have a fantastic stellar game, but he didn't look bad either, and he made some plays, and he, 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 he moved the Steelers' offense up and down the field. Um, and, they, and they sneaked out with a win there late in the game. I just don't think at the end of the season they're going to be pushing the Rams for the division title. Yeah, just to, to give a, a, some numbers here on the Rams, uh, they're, they're scoring 25.7 per game this year. Not 32. Last year it was thirty, almost 33. Almost 33, was it? Woo. Yep. Yards per pass. This year they're getting seven. Last year they were getting eight and a half. Uh, rushing is about the same. Yeah, I, I was a little I was a little annoyed at the announcers uh, on Sunday Night Football, and, and it's hard to get annoyed at Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. But they're like saying, okay, the, the Browns are out here, you know, playing the exact same defense the Patriots did in the Super Bowl. It was similar. It wasn't the exact same defense. And when the Rams obviously needed to move the ball, they did. Um, and they got a seven-point win. So on the road in Cleveland, all the hype there, all the, hey, this is the first time we've been here for Sunday Night Football in 11 years. Sure, there's going to be a lot of things going against you for the Rams, right? But they still found a way to win. And, oh, my God, are we back to the same old Cleveland Browns? I don't think we're back to the same old Cleveland Browns. Well, maybe. I, did, I'm not going to get too did deep Did Freddie know it was a fourth down? Did, did he, he know, know it was a fourth uh, and nine play when he when he drew up a, what, was it a screen pass? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that looks like a, a – a, Poorly called third. That and nine was a play. horrible, but not call. a fourth and nine call. I, I mean, after the game, he flat out was saying, "Yeah, I, I made a bad call on on the play selection, but yeah, I knew it was fourth and nine. You're not going to admit that you forgot that it was fourth and nine. That you you somehow called a play thinking it was third and nine, and then once it was in and they were ready to go, and you didn't call a timeout or do anything else, had to let the play go. Yeah, I don't know. I, but here's my problem with Baker Mayfield. It's fourth to nine. That call comes in, you got to take some responsibility and be like, I'm not running this play. But do you think Baker is at the point in his NFL career that he's going to second-guess the call coming in from the sidelines and change it? You know, a, a, a Brady, a Breeze. They had timeouts. Favre. 
not far Rogers, sorry. Yeah. They would all they would all question it, possibly make that change. Right. Thinking somebody's got to be nuts and made a mistake. But I don't know that Baker's there yet. Now maybe Even last year when he was brand new, <laughs> he might have done it just out of raw arrogance and newness and everything else. Right, right. Whereas this year he's trying to be an NFL quarterback. No, I understand that, but in being an NFL quarterback, you have to take a timeout and go discuss this with your coach. Is this really what you want me? You want me to run a screenplay on fourth and nine? I got to throw the ball past the sticks, coach. Right? You you got to bring it to the coach's attention one way or another if the coach doesn't understand what's – I mean, sure, he says he understood. But, but that's my point. Is do you think Baker is going to have the foresight and the experience to think that Kitchens maybe isn't quite fully understanding what's going on in the field for some <laughs> reason? I mean, I, I, would, I would assume that Baker, with the experience he has – would just, like, his coach is doing no wrong. His coach knows exactly what he's doing. This is the play he's going to run and just go with it. How do we get on Baker Mayfield when we were talking about the 3-0 Rams? I don't know. Because that's, yeah. that's how the Rams became 3-0. They beat the Cleveland Bears. Yes. All right. All right. And then finally, the Cowboys and the Packers. Are they winning their divisions? I mean, the Cowboys got a two-game two lead now, and everybody, cause everybody lost last week, except for the Giants, who won, but. Yeah, oh I mean, and three I, Redskins, I, one and two Eagles, one and two Giants. Yeah, I don't see anybody on on the uh, challenging the Cowboys for the division right now. May, maybe the Eagles pull something off late in the season. Maybe the Cowboys for some reason fall off, but I I'm not seeing it, so I don't know how that's going to happen. All right, and then the, the Packers are the Vikings and Bears up to the task. Uh, either one of them could easily step up and knock the Packers off. The the issue is I don't know that either team's quarterbacks, the Packers, I'm yeah. sorry, the, the Vikings or the Bears. I don't know that either quarterback is ready for – you're, you're not going to put the game on either one's shoulder to go win a big game. And the Vikings clearly are still saying, you know, we're not, if we could – the least amount of times we could have our quarterback throw the football, that's the best move for us. Yes. I mean, they're not letting him throw at all. No, no, Which is not. crazy. How, I mean, did they give this dude like a crazy contract um, pushing 80, 90 million? I, I got to look at the numbers, but – he got a big, fat contract, and you're only letting them throw 10, 12, 15 times a game. Yeah, but he still has – Cousins still has four touchdowns. One of them was a rushing touchdown, two interceptions, and two sacks. So he's – Trubisky has three touchdowns, no, none of them running, two interceptions, and has been sacked eight times. So in comparison just between the two of them, Cousins is actually performing a little <laughs> bit better. But they're not letting him throw the football. <laughs> right. Up. The opportunity to screw up has yeah, been less. Yeah, it's been a lot less, and, and the touchdown pass. Nothing's been huge. No, right? No, there haven't been any long bombs. Like, well, well and both of those why teams are both of those teams are living and dying on their defense. Yeah, oh, and, right. and that's, absolutely. And that's where, unless the Packers' offense, or frankly the defense, completely tanks, but if the offense can't, if the offense for the Packers takes a step back or two. Sure, the Vikings or, or Bears could compete, but I don't know that if the Packers' defense is as good as we've seen out of three games, they can play with the, the Bears and the Vikings' defenses, and I don't think anybody's going to question the Packers' offense being able to produce more reliably than either the Vikings' or the Bears' offenses against an equally good defense. True. And, and look, all the defenses in that division are pretty stacked, right? Even the... 2-0-1 Detroit Lions. But you notice the how we're not... undefeated Lions, yeah. yes. You notice how we're not talking about them in this mix? We're talking about Bears, Vikings, and Packers. Right. Yeah. No one's really the talking Lions about... are second in the division. 
But we're just going to blow right are past them. Are they really second in the division? <laughs> I mean, all right, there you go. Um, speaking of, you know, tanking, which you said a minute ago, um, the NFL, it, it was suggested in a report by The Athletic. Uh, reporter Daniel Kaplan said, that, Kaplan said that a league source said the competition committee may have to answer questions about the Miami Dolphins tanking so early in the season. Um, and they're going to, and the competition committee is going to keep getting questions, if not by the media, by teams themselves saying, hey, are they putting out the best product forward? Should the competition committee be investigating this? I mean, look, here, here's their, they lost, what, 59-10 to 10 opening weekend to Baltimore, 43 nothing to the Pats, 31-6 to six to the Dallas Cowboys. That is a huge disparity in the ratio of points being scored versus points given up. It, it is, but they're not playing the Jets. They're not playing you know, the Bengals. They're, I mean, that's three of, of the NFL's elite teams so okay. far this year. Yeah, I'll give you that. Right, I mean, the worst of those three teams are the Ravens. Right, and I don't want to face the Ravens tomorrow. I don't either. Not with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so, so I think it's hard to judge that after three weeks that that the Dolphins are intentionally tanking. Um, clearly, they. I mean, I don't think anybody expected them to be great. I mean, I think we've we've been talking about them being not great since we started the the this season, and we understood that. But did to this point where the, because right now here's look. Outside of that first half with the, against the Cowboys, they have been unwatchable and uncompetitive. And I think once the Cowboys figured out, A, what they were even doing on defense, and B, how to stop Josh Rosen, because I think that, ca- that call came in midweek, right? I think the Cowboys were preparing for Fitzpatrick and then realized, hey, we got a little bit more mobile guy in, in Josh Rosen now that we have the cover. And it took them about a half to kind of get that under wraps. Clearly, they didn't score anything in the second half. But the thing is that the product on the field for the Miami Dolphins in that first half, even though they were playing better, they still was chock full of mistakes, penalties, turnovers at the inopportune time. Right before halftime, you're getting ready in the score, fumble, so you get zero points. You don't even get to kick a field goal. Um, it just looks bad. I, I, for one, did not think they would be this bad. I, I agree. I don't think they would be this bad. So I, get, getting back to the question of are they intentionally tanking the season, that's one that I don't know that I could answer. It, not having – would you consider it tanking if the GM is intentionally trading away good players? He's just traded the, the whole stock. And, and is, is not, hire, not signing anybody with any hope, with any talent. That one's kind of tough because you get into finances, you get into into cap space, you get, I mean, any number of different factors that right. could go into a GM uh, or an ownership group deciding on, on who they're going to sign, big contracts, not big contracts, whatever it happens to be. Where, where I would really consider to be tanking is if the, the training, the, the practices that they're screwing around in practice and not really doing anything – yeah. The play calls coming in are intentionally set up to kind of fail. fail before they start. 
and that's where without being without having the experience and being on the on the field or or around that franchise day in and day out i don't know that i can say that they are intentionally trying if if they have no talent but are trying their hardest to win with the talent they have that's not tanking that's just bad management right i mean i well and that's a very good point is it that they just don't have the players to compete with the other teams well, seeing as they've given up, you know, they gave away their best offensive lineman who went to Houston. Clearly, on the defensive side of the ball, Fitzpatrick. Um, who did they let go before that? Uh, I, I don't know. That they, they've just given up a host of players that were top-notch players and clearly starters for other organizations. They didn't keep them around for, to, to, for draft picks? And now, and now you've got four first-rounders next year, but what is that going to get you? So did we think that, that Gruden was tanking the Rams last year? Uh, I mean, he, the, the Raiders? Yeah, mean? sorry. Yeah. Raiders. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he did was trade away his best defensive player. But they brought, they brought in other pieces, though. He, he, he brought in other pieces that felt suited his team better than Matt, right? Well, and, and I think that, that's where I think we differ a little bit. I think that's where – that's what he said. That's what he, you know, wants us all to believe. Right. But I think the, the the mad scientist that is John Gruden realizes that he can't, you know, having somebody like a Khalil Mack on the squad that's going to go to the the Pro Bowl, that's going to get accolades, going to get Defensive Player of the Year, but the team goes eight and eight, doesn't help the team. It helps Mack and no one else. Right. So get rid of Mack, tank the season a little bit, but get some high draft the Dolphins picks. Aren't bringing anybody else in to to. To try and help them, right? I, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's my thing, is that at least after Gruden let Matt go, he made moves to try and help his team. I don't see the Dolphins making any moves to try and help their team. Yep, I agree right there. now. Yeah. So we're gonna leave that one alone real quickly. Just the Troy Aikman thing. Someone tweeted from. I'm trying to find out who tweeted at. It was uh, the Athletic Kansas City. So the Athletic KC is the is the Twitter handle. And they they posted an article, in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes has stolen 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. It's a little jab at Troy, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the numbers. That's true. In 8% of the games Troy played in his career, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of touchdown passes. It's pretty Pretty nice. Yeah. A little unfair because Troy Aikman played in a system where you turn around and you hand it to 22 all the time, right? Yeah, different time, different system. But Troy Aikman sends his response, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little snarky, right? So sometimes I hate Troy. Sometimes I love Troy. In this particular moment, I love Troy. You're allowed to be that. When you win through Super Bowls, you're allowed to be a little snarky. And someone who's taking your stats. They could have taken the stats of just about any other quarterback during that time frame, right? They decided to go after Troy. He put them in their place, I think. Talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Uh, now, it's possible that he, they may get a, Troy may get a phone call at the end of this year, right? Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. That's 33%. 
we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be a fun interview when that happens. All right, it's time for my kicker rant. For regular listeners, a kicker rant happens twice a year. Kickers. Yeah. That's all you're getting. You got one job to do, Steve. One job. I don't ask you to tackle nobody. I don't ask you to hit nobody. I don't ask you to throw the football. I don't ask you to catch it. I don't even ask you to run with it. All you got to do, if you are a kicker for a National Football League team, is kick the football through the uprights. That's your only job. Practice all day and all night. Get me three points or get me one point if it's an extra point. That's all you have to do. I have seen more extra points missed in the last two years than I've ever seen in my life. Now, granted, they pushed it back a little bit, and I understand, but it's still, in essence, a chip shot field goal, man. Gay, the kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't know if Bruce Arians was joking or not, but he said, I intentionally took a delay game so that we could push it back five yards so that my kicker could have an easier field goal because he didn't, want, he didn't want it to be too close, right? And no, trust me, I'm no. watching that game saying, call a timeout. Call a timeout. Why aren't you calling a timeout? You got to get as much yards for kick. First of all, I'm a little mad that they didn't go down there, call a timeout. They were at the, what, the 12 or something like that? Call a timeout and run a couple pass plays. Let Jameis Winston throw the football into the end zone to Mike Evans or to Godwin, or to somebody, don't rely on your kicker. Because what happens when you rely on a kicker? Wide right or wide left. In this case, it was wide right, and you lose a football game that you dominated because of kickers. A kicker. yeah. All right, that's all good, the time Good job, my Thank you very much. Let's get started. Week four in the NFL. All right, Steve. This is the final week where we will just do the lineup from Thursday night to Monday night. It's the first week with buys. The San Francisco 49ers and the New York football Jets have a bye week this week. So for you fantasy football players out there, don't be that guy and leave a bunch of bye week players on your starting lineup, okay? Change your roster. Take a little bit of time. Even if you're 0-3, you started the season 0-3 and your team is just doing really bad, at least try to make some moves to fill your roster with people who are going to be playing on Sunday. And that does not include Jets or 49ers. Starting off Thursday night football. Steve's very happy about this one. For the second time, he gets the Green Bay Packers. This time, they're hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Where are we going to watch this, Steve? I I actually have. Are you on the road? I, I will not be able oh, to watch this live. Oh, man, that's not good. I, I will at 530 Pacific time on Thursday be shutting down my phones and all notifications. <laughs> so you can. Until I'm home around 8 o'clock and can watch the game on the DVR. Oh, man. All right. Mental note. Send emails to Steve with the score every five minutes. Oh, see, that's why I like you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Tell the people, the Wisconsin game this week, tell the people, what was my first text to you? 
Are you live? Are you live? Okay. It was a very considerate text. That is all I... Because if you said no, I would have shut up. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Yep. But you said, hell yeah, I am. Then you asked, how you feeling? <laughs> Are you feeling good? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, man, I was almost they, tempted to leave the second reply the same as the first, which is hell yes. Oh, man. They just blew the doors out of Michigan. Man, that, that was an interesting game. Just not that we're going to talk too much college football, but I do have to say it was really funny leading up to the game how many Badger People were complaining or were trashing Michigan about how bad of a team they really are. And then as soon as they beat the snot out of them, they were talking up the Wolverines about how good that team really is and that the Badgers. (laughs) (laughs) Got to love the PR machine. Yes, PR machine. All right. I've got the Green Bay Packers. um, And mostly because I – it's not that I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are good. I just think the Philadelphia Eagles are injured. They have – Far too many injuries on that football team right now that they're just not able to sustain it. And it showed against the Detroit Lions. That was a team that they should have that they should have beat. They were at home for crying out loud, and they couldn't take it. Now they got a short week. They're still going to have those injuries, and they got to go to Green Bay, hostile environment. Um, all I can say for the Philadelphia Eagles is be lucky that it's not November and December where it's going to be cold. It's going to be okay, right, temperature-wise? It should be, yes. Although it's nighttime. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be cold. No? No. All right. It doesn't cool down that fast in the Midwest with humidity. Humidity, something we're not used to out here. Yeah. I, I so my, my only issue is I, I, I agree that the, that the Eagles have a lot of injuries. So are the Packers. Like The injury reports on both sides, they came out what, Monday morning right. for both teams, is extensive. So I don't know how much of that is. Are these guys really, really hurt? Or is it they're a little banged up, so we're going to round. Instead of rounding to they're healthy, we're going to round to they're injured. We're going to hold them back from full workouts. Well, on the Eagles side, they got people missing games. So they're injured. Right? I don't know how injured they are on the Packers side, but the Eagles flat out missing games. uh, Defensive end, uh, left inside linebacker. Uh, two others on the defense are listed as out. Um, and for then the, one, for the two, Packers? three, four, five, six, seven other, well, I'm sorry, ten other players are listed as questionable on the offense and defense combined. So wow. so there are a lot of, of injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I, I, that's where I question how much of that is the short week. Right. So both teams put a lot of names on that list just to make sure that they were kind of shutting them down for heavy practice all right. week. Or how much of it is these guys are really hurt? We'll find out performance-wise who actually shows up and who who doesn't. Yeah, I, I think the Packers, look, I just offensively, I'm not sure the Eagles' offense is clicking. You know, we had the the hero saving babies and then throwing shade at Nelson Aguilar. You saw that? I, that was my favorite. Did you see Aguilar's response? Yes, I did. Aguilar's invited to do this. Yeah, he's like, Twitter world, help me, help help me find, find this guy. Like I want to invite him to a game. That's pretty classy. I that, like that. When, that is, when that somebody is, 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 is a hero saving babies and then throws some shade, rather than argue with them or get upset defensive about it, you're good for him. To, yes, he's That was taking, very, very nice to Nelson see. Nelson Aguilar is definitely taking the higher road, okay? Because yes. I'll be like, what What that fool say? Yeah. Worry about saving the babies and stop throwing shade at me, man. No, I probably would have. I don't know. I wouldn't have invited him. I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just ignored it. Yeah, I, I would have ignored it. That, <laughs> I would have ignored it. 
But I think um, he's getting better PR for having yeah, taken the high road and absolutely. Said, took it, the was, high road, it was very good to see. Getting getting uh so Lady Edith, how in the world did this come? I'm just gonna tell y'all right now, Lady Edith took all the home teams except the Cleveland Browns. And of all the teams to take She's taking the Browns, yeah. She's taking the Browns. But all the home teams for Lady Edith. How did that work out? When when we started getting three or four games in and she had gone all home games, I started trying to change up the Where order which holding, I was yeah, saying yeah. the teams. Like, am I saying it since I'm saying away home team? You know, Eagles, right. Packers, she picks the last team that I said. Right. So I started flipping the teams. I started changing the tone of voice I was using. I, all sorts of different things. Yeah. No, straight across the board until we got to the Browns. She and was she, taking home teams, and, home and then teams. and then went right back to home teams straight through the end of the weekend. Wow, yeah, that yeah, we're gonna have words. Not only now am I thinking she doesn't get ice cream, we're gonna have words about her continuing to shun the Dallas Cowboys. She seems to be actively doing that. This I year. think she, I think she's now egging and, me on three and one on <laughs> picking the Cowboys, or I guess one one and three. three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one and three. Um. But, you know, she's going to be, you know, one and three of the record. The, the <laughs> yeah. only time she picked them, she won. All right. She's got if, Green if Bay. If only she was old enough to understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> she got Green Bay. You got Green Bay. I got Green Bay. We'll move on to Sunday early games, 1 p.m. East Coast time and 10 a.m. out here in the morning. Uh, going to be definitely eating some menudo this morning. Uh, this Sunday morning, Tennessee Titans at the Atlanta Falcons. I'm now not sure. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say uh, congratulations. You know, you won. I, you know what? We haven't even played this. I don't even know if it's in the cart. I'm going to have to play it, Steve, because you've been the smartest man alive twice, and we don't even have the sound bite anymore. So that's going to have to get fixed. But congratulations. Thank you. You uh you won again. Um I I'm After a little three upset. Weeks, I still maintain a, my lead on the on the pick 'em pool as well. Yes. I, I'm a little upset at my choices last week. Some of them I knew better. Uh but uh, it's just gonna be fun, you know, playing catch up. I I'll catch you eventually. By probably like We're week three weeks in here. All right, nine. it's not like I've opened up a seven-game lead here. It's a six-game lead, man. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a six-game lead. I'll catch it. Week nine. Lock it. You heard it here first. But uh, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons at home. Look, they're back at home. I think they fell against the Indianapolis Colts last week. It was too much for them to come back because they came back and got into the football game. Um, and had they not given up, a, I don't know what was it, seventeen nothing lead early before they started to play football. They might have won that football game at home fast. And then it's the Tennessee Titans. Man, did Tennessee look bad last Thursday night against Jacksonville. They just look – I mean, I feel bad for Mariota. He was on his back like all night. I think nine sacks he had. They had. 17 sacks on the season. <sighs> Over three games? 17 sacks in three <sighs> games. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I got the Atlanta Falcons, and I got no problems. I think Matty Ryan's going to throw the ball over the place. We'll see some Julio Jones and some Calvin Ridley have a big game. Yeah, Tennessee is not set up to come back once Atlanta opens this up. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Derrick Henry and uh, Mariota are accounting for 300 of the team's 338 rushing yards on the season. <sighs> That's pretty Rushing sad. yards. Yeah, just rushing yards, yeah. All right, um, ladies, taking the home, home team. You yep. got the Falcons. So and I'm we, with you with the Falcons. So all three of us are on the Falcons. We are all on board with Atlanta over Tennessee. We'll move on to Buffalo, where a pair of undefeated teams match up as the New England Patriots go against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> now, Greg, I know you're listening, man, and I know I've been getting the DMs on on the Twitterverse from you. I get it, and you love your Buffalo Bills. But, look, you guys had a 14-0 lead on Cincinnati, and you let that team come back, and I don't care – how much you think that team is really good, the Cincinnati Bengals are not really good. Not until they get A.J. Green back and they get some more of their defensive pieces back. That team is not good. You should have not been in that football game with you. And you guys cost me a parlay card because you couldn't cover the freaking five and a half. Or six and a half, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, I think here we find out, look, are the Bills for real? We find out, right? Oh, yeah. And I don't think they are. <laughs> so you're taking the Patriots? Oh, yeah. I'm taking the Patriots. Lady East on the Bills. I'm taking the Patriots only because, like, look. So that I can also say I'm just going to name drop all the people who have just been emailing me and texting me and Facebook messaging me and all that stuff. To keep Katie happy, the defending Super Bowl New England, champ, New England Patriots is still the champs. Yes. No one's knocked them out. They've won all their games pretty comfortably. They have they have only given up seventeen points and yeah. less than two hundred yards. Yeah. To the opponent. Yeah, but you know what what everybody is like saying about the Cowboys, well, who have they played? Who who yeah. the, who no, the I, I, I agree. Right. Who the Patriots played? They they haven't played anybody, but that seventeen points is half of the second team. <laughs> The Packers are the second team in point as far as defensive points given up. Given up, right? And and it's I mean it's a, not quite. Half, Packers but have given up thirty four, but yeah. thirty three, thirty four, yeah. Uh, I got the Patriots. Look, I don't think the Buffalo Bills offensively they they should have destroyed Cincinnati at home last week. Here come the Patriots. These two teams hate each other. Um, I don't like that the the point spread is seven and a half. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Patriots will probably cover. I, I think the Patriots are going to cover. I, the, as you said, the Bills haven't really played anybody yet. Right. And, and the close wins against the Giants, I'm sorry, the Jets and the Bengals. A one-point win against the Jets. Right. A, what, four-point win against the Bengals. Right. And Who then was week two? Who did they beat week two? The uh, Giants. So they had a they had a convincing win against the Giants. Yeah, but it was the Giants. But it was yeah, it was Eli still being yeah. Eli. So it was Eli. Remember when Eli quarterbacked to New York? Remember back Giants. in the day. <laughs> yeah. So so it, yeah, the the Bills. I mean, congratulations on being three and zero. Don't yeah, want to take anything away. They've covered. They've done what they should. I mean, these are the teams that a team like the Bills should be beating. So good for them. Right. But I don't think they're at the Patriots level yet. No, I agree. I don't think. Many, t- I mean, there might be two or three teams in the entire NFL that are at the League of the Patriots. So that's not necessarily. Yeah, it's had like, to do it. Yep, I, I just had to. I mean, they they've added like a couple, you know, Imperial Stormtroopers 
to their team and they avoided uh, blowing up of the Death Star, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a home number situation that we can't talk about. They avoided that pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to beat the Bills. I have no no qualms uh, in yep. seeing that happen. Um, so there you go. You and I are on the Patriots, but Lady Edith is taking the Buffalo Bills. Moving on to Indianapolis, where the Colts host the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I want to take the Oakland Raiders, but I'm not going to because they're not ready yet. They're like, this is. I don't know exactly what it is they're missing, but they're missing something. That, that's that was what I was going to say. Is you, you're saying they're this close to being there and ready? Yeah. But I don't know. The problem is, what <laughs> is that? That this? What like? I can't what is you. that missing piece? I think that, that missing. I have? think the missing piece is on the defensive side of the ball. I think offensively, when when they get humming, I think they can. Uh, no, I still think they have a piece missing on offense. Right. Yep. There's a piece missing on offense, but there. I think there's a bigger piece. Missing on the defensive side of the ball. Because when they get after the quarterback, they can do it really well. It's just there's long stretches of games where they can't get after the quarterback. And that's what the problem is. Right. So um, I'm going to take Indy. I think this is uh, is kind of a toss-up uh, of a game. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are favored by seven. I have no idea where that line comes from. I guess because they're playing at home. Um but I wouldn't touch this game uh, except for picking the Indianapolis Colts to win the game straight up. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got I got the Colts to win. Um, you know, their their only loss was an overtime loss at, at the uh, Chargers. But their two wins are one point and three point wins against Tennessee and Atlanta. So it's not like they're blowing the doors off the competition. No, they're they're, they're but they're in every game, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I, that's a testament. I have, I think I have that's more t- confidence in the Colts being able to close out a game than right now the Raiders than being the Raiders. to close out a game. So I, the game will be close, but I think in the end it's the, the Colts uh, do just enough in the end. You might see, a, a, I mean, Brissett, seven touchdowns, one interception, six sacks. Not too bad. I mean, that's, no. that's better than a lot of quarterbacks have done yeah, so no, far. Yeah, no, J- so. Jacoby Brissett has come in and done an admirable job for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and I'm just not. I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. It, it, it pains me to say this a little bit. I think the piece that's missing on the offensive side of the ball is a quarterback. I'm not sure Derek Carr is the guy anymore for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you you have to be able to do more, and I'm not sure he is doing more for Oakland. He's doing just enough, and right now, just enough is not good enough. Right, and and I put him in the same category as I would those other NFC North quarterbacks we talked right. about on right. the on the Bears and the Vikings. Given the proper time in the pocket, given the proper protection, he can tear up a defense as well as anybody else. So I, I'm not sure if it's so much the quarterback is where the the problem lies. It's it's is that offensive line giving him the time he needs? Right. Are his receivers getting open? Like, I don't know if you take a a top tier quarterback and put him on the Raiders. You know, is an Aaron Rodgers, is a Tom Brady going to completely change the offense of that team? Maybe because they get rid of the ball faster. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the problem. I, I, yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. Don't is I don't know that that's what it is. Specifically what it is, yeah. I got the I mean, could it I'm be, comfortable. Could it be the play calling? We don't know. Well, I mean, Gruden's play calling is, is short 
ticky tacky passes. But it's chunky. True. <laughs> <laughs> we all have Indianapolis Colts all across the board. Next morning game, the Detroit. I can't really go round because they're you know they're undefeated technically. I don't know if you guys were watching. I just did the air quotes around undefeated. They're undefeated. Um, but they host the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so for, for audio purposes, the quotes, should they be like a cough? The <coughs> undefeated. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, the, uh, but here's the thing. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm being such a jerk to the Detroit Lions right now other than the fact that there's a dude at work who is a Lions fan and he's being so unreasonable right now with – with the <coughs> undefeated Detroit Lions, right? Um, it's been long enough. Let him have his moment of glory. <laughs> okay, let him have his moment of glory. It, All right. It will come to a crashing well, end on Monday morning. I'm about to put a snap down on it. I'm going to give you my first lock of the week. How in the world are the Kansas City Chiefs only favored by six points? I have no idea. I guarantee a Kansas City Chief victory by double digits. In this football game, lock it down, guarantee it, get to your betting place right now and lock in the points at six. Number's going to go up. I'm telling you right now, that number is only going to go up because all the money is coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. That number is going to get a lot higher. So if you could lock it in right now at six, lock it in at six. 77% of the money's coming in on the Chiefs at that number. Lay the points. They are going to win by double digits. First lock of the week, I got Kansas City. I got Kansas City. But Lady Edith. Going with the Lions. All right. There you go. First lock so, of the week. So remember Chief. how we talked earlier about po- – I talked earlier about possible regression with Mahomes. Still would be very good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might have gotten uh, that one wrong. Are you going to retract that I, statement? I, I, I will officially retract that after three weeks that he is not uh, so far uh, How many? Regressing. I want the touchdown numbers on him and stuff. Well, so far he's gotten ten touchdowns, okay. no interceptions. How is that even possible? One thousand one hundred ninety-five yards. Oh, so he is God. on pace for a sixteen-game season for sixty-four hundred yards of passing. Oh my God! And fifty-three and, touchdowns. And let me just point out, he doesn't have his number one wide receiver on the field. Exactly. Yes. Tyreek Hill's been injured since the first quarter of Week One. Oh. Five different wide receivers. He's spread those ten touchdown passes out between five different wide receivers. All so right. So he's spreading the glory among that receiving core. Double-digit victory. Lock it down. Sorry, Lions fans, but I'm not sorry. Moving on, the Houston Texans host the Carolina Panthers. It's a new team. It's a new team. Wh- which one are we talking Kyle about? Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Kyle Allen. I mean, so, okay, so this is, look. Late last year, Cam Newton suffered soldier problems. They shut him down. He didn't play the last few weeks of the season. It was like he's going to you know, he's gonna work on a soldier. He's going to come back. He's going to be great. But since preseason and since week one, I've been saying there is something going on with his throwing motion that is not right. He is not – like he's not extending fully when he throws the football. That was just not right. Now – I think maybe this was kind of like uh, a nice – I mean, I, can, I don't want to say nice that someone got hurt because he is 
truly he's he has a foot problem now. Uh, they're calling it what is the the Lis Franck foot injury. Um, so that you know he's not ready to come back onto the football field. But the Panthers were able to throw Kyle Allen on. He's you know you saw what he's he did done quite well. Now it was Arizona. Now he's got a good test here. We got the Houston Texans on the road in Houston. What's he gonna do? So the Houston defense, somewhat questionable. So their 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 linebackers, their line has been performing okay. Okay, but the secondary has not. The secondary of Houston has been so running against Houston has been a problem. If you can't get rid of that ball in time, it's been a problem because they've got they're tied for six in the NFL with ten sacks. Yep. as a squad, so the defense has been doing well in some areas. But if you can get rid of that ball and get and get those receivers into the secondary and hit them while they've got a, a moment open, that defense may like Allen might be able to get around that defense. Are you trying to tell me something, Steve? I I think the the. I think Houston here is is definitely beatable. Are you taking the underdog? I, I am taking the underdog here. I think I think Allen has. I, I don't think he's skipping Steve is a sold. Beat. He's a believer. I don't think he's going to skip a beat performing similarly to what Cam has been. We've got. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is still there. He's he's just a monster running the ball right now. I should I should lock this in. I should lock this in as the challenge game right now so you can't change it. Fine. No, I'm not going to do that. The Carolina defense is tied for third with 12 sacks. So the Carolina defense actually has more sacks. Defense is playing good. Than the Houston defense. Um, Defense is playing good. I, I have no problems they, with the Carolina They also have Panthers. four interceptions. So, so, the, so the, the Carolina defense, their secondary is playing far better than Houston's secondary. Houston doesn't have any interceptions. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they were at Arizona last week, right? They were. So this is their second road game into a more hostile environment in Houston. Reliance Stadium is going to be off the charts crazy. Houston's coming off a big win while on the road at, Sa- at Los Angeles, beating the Chargers here at the non-Charger fan stub hub. I mean, I think yeah. there were eight, I th- maybe nine. I might have counted nine Charger fans uh, in that little stadium there. I feel bad for the Chargers. Come on, get out there and support your Chargers, L.A. people. I'm going to take Houston. At home, Sean Watson, going to kick it up a notch. If he doesn't die in the first half, they win this football game. Okay. I mean, I, I – He's like, I've made yeah. my decision. I'm taking yeah. the underdog. I'm good. I, I just don't think Houston's going to get after Allen I don't enough like, to, ups- to, I, to knock him off. I don't want to sway you one way or the other. I just want you to know that Houston's favored by four points and 70% of the money, 69% of the money. I'm sorry. I don't want to lie. 69% of the money coming in on Houston. Yeah. All right. There you go. So that is – you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark it here. Because it just as might a highly, possibly. Highly probable. As a possible uh, challenge game. All right, moving on. Still early games. The Los Angeles Chargers travel to Miami to face the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, those Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Steve, help me out here. What are you going to do? They, they were in control of that football game until they weren't. 
they are not I mean that's the second game this season that they've done that that, that the, they've they've been out they've, they've gotten the lead in the first half yep and then they're just unable to close the game out yep and then once they get behind they're just not set up to to come back to come back from behind so if that defense gives up enough they're just they're not coming back from behind and I think that, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the same pattern we saw last year with them? Yeah, they are. They have become the team that, for some reason, somehow, they are able to to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, just close the game out. One and two, I would have never imagined that they'd be one and two at this point, especially seeing their schedule. Um, I want to take the Chargers. Uh, just because I've seen the Dolphins now firsthand with my own eyes, and it's not pretty. Um, but Ro- I w- Rosen and Fitzpatrick are combined have one touchdown pass, <laughs> and that was Fitzpatrick in the first game. Yes, <laughs> of the season, they haven't scored a touchdown since Week One. No. Although I will admit, Rosen looked a whole lot better than Fitzpatrick did in that game against the Cowboys. In the first half, at least, in the first half. But they started getting after him in the second half, and it was done. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers. I would not be shocked, and I would not be surprised if the Miami Dolphins hung around in this game and maybe sneaked one out at the end. But I'm staying with my yeah, we, the Los we've been, Chargers. You and I have been talking for two weeks now that, that somewhere in this Dolphins season, they're, they're going to sneak in a victory against a team that, that should be beating them. I hope that it's this week. They've got the Bengals on the schedule. They got the Giants on the schedule. They've got the Jets on the schedule. So, so those are teams. Those are games that okay, the Dolphins might have a chance of winning. If they win one of those, it wouldn't be a huge surprise. But there's going to be one of these teams against somebody like the Chargers or the Colts. I, I don't know if the Colts are on their schedule, yeah. but a, a team of that caliber that should win this game should beat Miami. And yet Miami sneaks one out. Because 55% of my survivor pool will get knocked out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a Dolphin fan this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to cheer for, come on, Rosen. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from the <laughs> Dolphins' opponents for the rest of the season because I just – I I, I don't want to be – yeah. I, I actually – I'll admit I took Dallas last week over Miami. Yeah, I was like – because I, I don't trust myself to take them anywhere else, and I knew there was no way they were losing that football game. I, I so took like, Dallas as well. Yep. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take Dallas now, get it over with, and then I'm going to try and avoid whoever Miami is playing and let everybody else go down with them. So hope it's this week. Although I've got the Chargers and it would ruin my pick. But you've got the Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the Chargers. I, I, I feel the Chargers will and should win this game. I'm not saying that the, that the Dolphins will win this one. It's just that gut feeling that, one of these remaining 13 games for the Dolphins, they're going to sneak up on somebody they, they should be losing to. Right. So right. If we're sitting here a week from now saying, well, huh, I couldn't believe the Dolphins won, I could I could see it potentially yeah. happening. Chargers, Chargers, and Lady Edith on the Miami Dolphins. Moving on, uh, the New York football Giants fresh off their win and hope with Daniel Jones host the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Man, see, we probably should have started breaking down the games this week because this would have been a nap game. Aren't a lot of people that are going to tune into this one unless you're a diehard Redskin or Giants fan. Now, I'm going to go a little off kilter here, and I'm going to take the Washington Redskins only because 
not because of their what I saw in their Monday night football performance, right, against the Bears. But it was the Bears. And that defense just harassed the bejesus out of Keenum. They just, I mean, I, I don't even know how many sacks they had in that football game. But Khalil Mack lived in the backfield. As a matter of fact, Keenum should have charged Khalil Mack rent because he lived in the backfield so much. <laughs> should have charged him rent. It made it like $1,000 every quarter that you're sitting back here. because. But even in the second up. half of that Monday Night Football game, they they did show some signs of some life. life. Right. They right? started they, moving the football. They, they didn't just give up, and, and that was the end. I like their rookie, Terry McLaurin. I mean, that dude was going up and getting footballs all over the place. Uh, and the Giants, yeah, we saw it one week. Now let's see if you can do it again. And this time without Saquon Barkley for the entire game. Um. Galvin is decent. I don't know if he's going to be able to run the football against Washington. And they're, I think what Washington is going to do is they're going to put it on Daniel Jones. They're going to say, okay, you did it against Tampa Bay. Let's see if you can do it again this, throwing the football. Now we'll see if their, six, their, their number six pick here yeah. is really worth what they did. All right. Uh, I, so I got the Washington Redskins. I got the Giants. As well as Lady Edith with the home team Giants. All right, the final early game, the Cleveland Browns go and face the old Browns, now known as the Baltimore Ravens. This is always like they hate each other, you know, the whole you took our team, oh, you sneaked out in the middle of the night, and it's going to be crazy. Everybody's now starting you know, to I, question I, Baker I wonder Mayfield. how much of this is that they hate each other or the Browns hate the Ravens. I, I kind of look at it as – here on the West Coast, we always hear this rivalry between San Francisco and L.A. Right. My experience in the in the eight years I've been in Southern California is that San Francisco has a chip on their shoulder and, and thinks that they're better than L.A., and everybody in L.A. says, eh, I don't care. Yeah. Like, we know we're better. We don't care. We're not even going to have this conversation because who cares? So I wonder if it's the same here where the Ravens are like, eh, whatever. Whatever. Where the Browns, yes, right? Maybe so. Browns have like, a, yeah, I hate the Ravens, yeah. yeah. You may be right there, but can so, I just let me? So, so Ravens fans, help us out. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Am I right in my theory here? Or no, I think they hate the Browns too. I, I really do. Yeah, but okay. we'll find out. So, what's the deal here with Baker Mayfield? Because now everybody's like, he's overrated. You know what? I here's my thing for the media. I think it's real funny, and I think Rex Ryan kind of was the first one to start leading. The, yeah, you know, this Baker Mayfield is overrated. I was like, hey, Rex, why didn't you say that before the season started? That would have been really, you know, week one before the season started, I would have been really interested to say, I think Tennessee is going to win this football game because I think Baker Mayfield is overrated. And then, you know, Tennessee goes out and they beat him, and you can say, see, didn't I tell you? But no, you didn't. You actually took Cleveland to win that football game, and – now he's struggled, you know, the last three games. Yeah, they beat the Jets. Everybody's beating the Jets right now. And now you're saying, oh, this kid's overrated. Give me the hot take before the season starts. Not when it's convenient after he's had three bad games. Bottom line is I don't know what we have with Baker Mayfield yet. Um, I think he's trying. And I think like most people who have to play with Odell Beckham Jr., trying to look his way a little too much, right? Just play your football game, man. Do your reads. Throw it to the open guy. And if he has a problem, let the coaches deal with it. That, you don't have to deal with that. 
the coaches deal well, with it. And, and like we talked about earlier, I, I don't know how much of this is going to be on Baker's shoulder versus Kitchen's shoulder. Yeah, and Kitchen's is another thing. Uh, and, and you know what? Cleveland may have the problem, and the problem may be it's their head coach. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anything in what I've seen out of Baker, whether it be last season or the first couple of games this season, that he's not talented. Right? He's got he's got the strength. He's got the intelligence. He's got the, the chutzpah to, to, to be a stud in the NFL as a quarterback. Now we're in his softier, sophomore slump here. He's, he's now, instead of playing a, a game of, of field football, backyard football like he did last year, where there are no expectations on the team, just air it out and have some fun, this year there are expectations. This year he's suddenly trying to become an NFL quarterback. All the stress, all the pressure, all the learning, all the reads, everything that he's being asked to do, that's a lot for anybody to take on. Hell, Aaron Rodgers is wearing a, a, a wristband with the, the plays on it after all the years he's been in the league, and, and he's known as an encyclopedia of play of a playbook. So it's a lot for somebody like Baker to take on. Sure, he's going to take a little bit of a step back, but that's where your coaching, your, your play calling should be compensating a little bit, making those easier dump-off passes. I agree, if he's looking for nothing but Odell, He's not going to get the passes yeah. he needs. He's 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 rushing out of that pocket too quickly. He's he's seeing ghost rushers that aren't there half the time, and and scrambling, mostly to his right, and not really getting the plays done. Yeah. So I I think he I'm not ready to bury him by any stretch. No, and neither am I. I just I I think he need I think there needs to be a little bit. I think there needs to be a, a change in the coaching staff there to to play to, to make the play calls i'm not saying well, kitchen, kitchen shouldn't be i'm not giving away the play calling duties right i i don't think i'm not saying kitchen should be fired because you can be a good head coach and manager of the team and inspirational figure but maybe you're not situationally strategically calling the right plays in a live game situation maybe that should go to somebody else right i don't know but i i think it's more the coaching than it is baker and 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 the talent they've got around him all that to say that I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. As am I. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one where ladies, for some, whatever reason, decide not to take the home team, and she's taking the Cleveland Browns. But we both have the Ravens. All right, moving on to the afternoon games as we hit about a little over an hour. Uh, we'll move a little bit quicker here. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Arizona to face the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to take a while for Arizona and that offense that they want to run to kind of gel. I don't think it happens this week. I've got Seattle. I I also have Seattle, but I am not comfortable with this pick. You could be on the fence because I'm on the fence too, but I just – So just Seattle snuck by Cincinnati with a one-point victory. Yes. Snuck by Pittsburgh with a two-point victory. Right. And then needed 20 points in the fourth quarter against New Orleans to make that game 33-27. True. So, so Seattle hasn't exactly been lighting up their competition. No. And it it's not like, I mean, when they were playing Pittsburgh, when they were playing the Bengals, neither team was good when they played Seattle. Yet they barely squeaked by these team, these 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 two victories. So I don't have a lot of confidence that that Seattle is the shoe-in-win here. I'm not saying they're a shoe-in-win. This uh, this game is a toss-up, and I think the, the rest of the world thinks it's a toss-up. Um, 
how Seattle is a five-point favorite, I, I'm not quite sure. I think it's because the defense can get after Kyler Murray. Yeah. And I don't I like I said I think the offense for the Arizona Cardinals it's not there yet. It's going to get there eventually, but it's not there yet. And I think that's why Seattle wins this one. Wilson has 9 touchdowns, two of them are rushing, no interceptions. He's been sacked 8 times. Kyler Murray, four touchdowns, three interceptions. How many sacks do you think he's taken in 3 games? 11. 16. <sighs> Even more than what I thought. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I think Seattle's defense gets after him. Yeah. Just prevents prevents Kyler Murray from doing it, doing what we are fairly certain he will do. You and I have the Seahawks, but Lady Edith is going back to the home team with the Arizona Cardinals. Moving on, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams. <laughs> I will be at this game live. You cannot join me. I would like to be at this game live. Yes. <laughs> I know. Why do we have to be I, parents, man? I, I know. I, I love my children, and I'm not hoping that they grow up faster, but I am looking forward to the day when they don't want to see me on the weekends, yeah. and I can go do things like an NFL football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, I'm going to watch it live, um, and I, I've got the Rams. I just, you know, I think, I think that might have been a spirit killer last week for Tampa Bay. Literally, there are games where when you lose in that fashion – it breaks your spirit. And this may be the game with as bad as Daniel Jones torched that Buck secondary. This may be the game Jared Goff and the Rams get back on track and start that, you know, 33-point run. I'm with you completely in the Rams. I, While they're not what they were last year, they're still pretty damn good. Yeah, they still are, especially on the defense side of the ball. Uh, Lady Edith, of course, since the Rams are at home, is taking the Rams. We'll move on as the Minnesota Vikings travel to Soul Colder Field to face the Chicago Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Steve, you got the Bears? I do. We know Lady Edith's the, got the, the Bears. Bears. Yep. I don't got the Bears. I hate everything that is the Bears offense and Mitch Trubisky quarterbacking that football team. Hate everything about it. Yes, he their, found their, their kicker Tate. who got injured in the weight room before the game, or, or a couple of days before the How game. How do you even do that? I don't know. Now I know he hit Taylor Gabriel for three touchdowns. Two of them were really short, you know, less than ten yard passes. I'm sorry, that Minnesota Vikings defense is legit. They're gonna get after Trubisky, and I don't care if you don't let Cousins throw the football at all. Delvin Kilk is something special. He is going to find some running lanes. He's going to get some room. I'm taking Minnesota on the road. Yeah, I I actually agree with you completely. I think Cousins is more reliable than, than Trubisky is. Uh, Delvin Cook has been a monster, and I will think will continue to show that. But I think the Bears' defense largely keeps that in check. Cousins has a, a knack for screwing up big games. It's not a Monday night or a Sunday night football game. Right. It's, you know, it's not it's not a national game, but he does do. That. I mean, it's an afternoon game, divisional game at the Bears. That these two teams are going to be. You know, they need to. They want, whoever wins this is going to have a leg up in keeping pace with the Packers in the long run. He makes a mistake at, at inopportune times. Yeah. Now, so does Trubisky, but I I just I think that the Bears defense is going to get after 
Cousins more than the Vikings defense will get after Trubisky. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring, ugly. What's the over-under on this one? Um, I can tell you that the over-under is 38. Yeah. 30. I mean, they're daring you to take the over. Yes. Steve, they're, <laughs> they're, they're begging for people to take, take the, over. the over. It's 38, man. Yeah. Wow, that is really so I, low. I'm with the Bears just because I think they get after Cousins, and Cousins just you know lays an egg here in, yeah. in, a, in a big game. All right, I got Minnesota, and you and Lady Edith are on the Bears. The Denver Broncos host the Jacksonville Jaguars in the final late game. I have a lot of pressure on myself for this game. <laughs> Why do you have the, a lot the of pressure? Jags, the Jags were kind of a thorn in my side last year. Yeah. I went 7-9 and nine in picking their games last wow. year. Wow. You even I, tracked how I, many I, your, your numbers against one team. I remember last season it being I, I was against them and they won like their first four games or something. Then I finally got on the bandwagon and they lost three games. Or so. I mean, it was it was whatever it was. Yeah. Just I couldn't get them right. I'm two and one so far on them this year. So I'm looking to keep that going. I'm I'm going with the Jaguars. Um, Denver has not yet been able to put any pressure on a quarter, on a quarterback. And I think if you give Minshew – Gardner Minshew. All the time in the world. Mustache man. Oh, yes. If you give him all the time in the world to, to chip him apart, he's going to do that. If uh, you can get after him, a team that can get after Minshew, they're going to prevent him from, from lighting him up. But I don't think Denver is that team. So this game to me is a pick em. Denver is a three-point favorite because they're at home. That's where their three points come from. Um, but even with that line, 53% of the money's coming in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. I like what I saw from Gardner Minshew. What I think I'm seeing with Gardner Minshew is, look, he's not going to lose the football game for you, right? He's not going to get you into trouble. And every once in a while, he will make a beautiful throw to get you in position to win football games. I'm going to take Jags. You're going to take the Jags. Lady still with her home, new uh, Denver Broncos. Final two games. Sunday night football in New Orleans where the New Orleans Saints host the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve. I'm, I'm, I could, you know what? Because that's another game. Oh, we could, we could, I could lock it in right now. Go ahead. You tell me why you're doing what you're doing. Tell me why. He's like, what are you talking about, Steve? No, I was, th I was debating singing, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not confident enough to yet to see my wonderful on voice the on show. Here. Yeah, um, look, I, Dallas is favored by two and a half, as I think they should be on the road. I do believe Dallas is the better team. You got a gut feeling. Brid Bridgewater has has done an adequate job replacing Breeze, so he's he's maintained the production that Breeze had had so far this season. Okay. Uh, hasn't necessarily been done better, but he's maintained that. I, yeah, it's it's basically a gut call. I think the Saints at home, with the emotion of losing Drew, having having to change quarterbacks, everything behind them. I think that they pull this one out. On the flip side, if I'm wrong, this is the I think the game that really solidifies whether or not Dallas is truly a contender for the NFC. Yep, we confident they're going to win the the division. 
but it's a question of are they are they up there with uh, with the Rams? Are they up there with um, the, their competition on the AFC right. side? I'm not going to say against you know Ooh. whoever yeah, comes yeah. out of the North or anything like that. But it's it's are the Cowboys legit contenders for the NFC title? Is I think where we're going to start to see in this game, Steve. So this is my second lock of the week. If you look at the numbers. The Dallas Cowboys are only favored by two and a half. If this game was at a neutral field, they'd be favored by five and a half. And if this were playing at home, they'd be eight and a half point favorites. I think they're going to beat the Saints by eight and a half points. Okay, maybe not eight and a half. But I think they could cover that eight and a half on the road in New Orleans. I think, I think the reason why the numbers are so skewed, everybody is looking at that win against Seattle last week and saying, wow, the Saints – they, they could do this without Drew Brees, but they had a kick return for a touchdown. They had a defensive fumble return for a touchdown, and they had a couple other turnovers that set them up with short fields, and that allowed the Saints to, you know, pretty much put that game away, and it took a Herculean effort by Seattle to make that game as close as it was. That being said, the Cowboys are protecting the football a little bit more, um, they're doing a good job of that. And defensively, I think they will get after Teddy Bridgewater and not allow the big plays that he had with Alvin Kamara against the Seattle Seahawks. Dallas Cowboys are not only going to win the football game, this is my second lock of the week. They will win by more than a field goal. It's only two and a half right now. Lock it in at minus two and a half because they'll win by more than a field goal. I guarantee that. There you go. All right. And I'm locking it in as the challenge game lock because the Cowboys are not going to let me down. Not this week. Lock it in, Steve. All right. That's the challenge game. We're locking that in. All right. Final game. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football. (laughs) And, of course, we know that Lady Edith is also taking the Saints because she's taking on home teams. And she's taking the Pittsburgh Steelers here. You've got Pittsburgh. I've got Pittsburgh. But I want to know why you've got Pittsburgh because both these two teams, I mean, someone's going to get a win. They're 0-3, right? 0-3 versus 0-3. Def- definition of a nap game. Yeah. I, so the Steelers' running game has not materialized yet. Yeah. And, and while Rudolph has appeared to step in in Roethlisberger's place and done okay, I, I, I think they do just enough because – I. I mean, Andy Dalton. I mean, they're not they're not doing anything. No, they're not special. I mean, he's he's as much as Greg wants to make us believe Cincinnati special. Joe, they're not special. Joe Mixon, running back, averaging two point eight yards per carry. Oh, lead rusher on the team. So nothing on the Cincinnati side. Um, defense has given up eighty three points in three games. Same first three games last season. Yeah. The, the Bengals defense gave up seventy seven. I just, I, I'm not I'm not hot on the on the Steelers. I just I'm really down on the Bengals for right now. Yeah, and look, if this were in Cincinnati, I'd probably reverse my pick and yep. take the Bengals at home in Pittsburgh on Monday night. Pittsburgh got to get off the Schneid and get a win finally. So I'm sticking with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've all got the Pittsburgh Steelers along the board, and we've gone an hour fifteen, bud. So we're gonna cut it off here. But I just want to reiterate. We've got Dallas at New Orleans as the challenge game. You've got the Saints at home. I've got Dallas on the road. 
my two locks of the week, Kansas City minus six over the Detroit Lions. Take it early before that point spread goes up. And the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. Take that early before it goes up because I think a lot of money is going to be coming in on the Chiefs and on the Cowboys. Right now, 76% of the money is coming in on the Chiefs. 64% of the money is coming in on Dallas. I like both of those to lock, and those are my guarantees. That's all the time we have, folks. Wherever you are and wherever you've been listening, thank you very much. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Rays. We're out.